Dongtini episode 107. On today's show, Steffi discovers the mystery ingredients in Taco Bell's meat. Simone sings a creepy children's song about a log. And the ladies discuss things they've changed their minds on. And dongs were not on the list. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Simone. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. Thank you, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? Well, my face is smeared with liquid eyeliner right now because I had a photo shoot today for the Seattle Weekly cover. Oh gosh, what a what a what a what a reason to have to mention just because you happen to be wearing eye makeup and I, I was not out, going but... to I was not going to ask you why, but you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all over my face right now, but um yeah, we they asked they you know, we did an interview on my fake Driscoll Twitter account, my parody uh-huh. of Mark Driscoll, and I guess they're doing a piece on a lot of parody accounts, but they said when I showed up today, I thought I was just getting my picture taken. They're like, This is actually the cover. Did they tell you? And I'm like, No. Wow. But yeah, so I had it done and then they, I get an email afterwards where they're like, since this is the cover, they wanted a different angle so that we'll go with the title and lettering. Can you do it again on Monday? And I'm like, ah. Oh, but my God. I know, but maybe this time I can at least get my hair did or something. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's crazy. So when fun. is it supposed to come out? They said the May 30th issue, so. Okay, cool. So that's Friday of next week. Yeah. Yeah, which will still yeah. be relevant at the time this comes out. <laughs> I <hope> so. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I disappear shortly thereafter, you can just look for Mark Driscoll. I'm sure he would have something yes, to do with it. Yes, start a dig under all Mars Hill properties, which will take <laughs> some time and, and money. But um, we'll do a Kickstarter and raise money to ah. find Steffi's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been doing? Uh, what have I been doing? Well, baby Quincy just turned one. Oh. Yay! So that's super cute. So it's been a whole year that this podcast has been kind of fucked up. And uh, (laughs) we've only churned out 15 episodes in uh, 16 episodes in one year. Yeah. That's really funny. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks, baby Quincy. Uh, But no, his birthday was really cute. And um, I made him a very hungry caterpillar shirt for his birthday. Yeah. I can't believe it's been a whole year. I didn't know you made that. Yeah, I made it. Oh, Thank you. Oh, my God. Now I have to post a picture. But yeah, yeah so picture was, at dongtini.com. Yeah, he was just beaming on his birthday. It was adorable. Oh, he um, was. Yeah. So, um, and tomorrow we're taking, I only got this because um, there was a group on for like 25 bucks, but I'm taking him to like JCPenney to have a portrait. <laughs> oh, those are funny. I, I used to do that with the kids too. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's good. Did you get them done at JCPenney or something? I, I had them done once at JCPenney um, uh-huh. and they had like the, the misty background, you know, and it was yeah, just yeah. really funny. It was, yeah, it, it's a, you have to do it at least once. So yeah, yeah. I thought so. At least when it's, <laughs> when it's a group on, I'll do it. So. <laughs> How sentimental of me. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so that's been going on. And then I was also in Pittsburgh um, over the last weekend for work. And that was that was my first big trip away since Quincy's been born. So, um, you know, I, I have to say I, I didn't miss the baby. <laughs> so, you know, it's, like, it's not like I didn't enjoy looking at pictures of him or watching videos of him. Like, I, you know, I was like, sure. I just love him so much. But I was just like this i don't like i think some people like they talk about feeling like oh they like they're missing like something they're not doing something i didn't mm-hmm. feel that i just felt like this is normal this is how mm-hmm. my life always was and i'm okay with this life of not not having Good. to take care of a baby so yeah so i enjoyed it and i'm not going to feel bad about that so yeah Yay. that's yeah. awesome yeah, so it was fun, and I was super glad to see him. Like, I was rushing home from the airport, like, trying to see him before his bedtime. Aww. The girl was trying to keep him up, but, yeah, it just yeah. got, I didn't get back to, like, 10, so we had to go to yeah. bed. But, yeah, but that's okay. But, yeah, so that was a that was a fun trip. And Pittsburgh, it's got such an ugly name, Pitt and It Berg. really is. Anything with Berg is just, like, bad, but it's such a beautiful Well, anything city. with the word Pitt in it. <laughs> I know, it's got Pitt and Berg. It's just, like... <laughs> So, yeah, not a fan of the name, but it's a beautiful city. So, yeah, I do love that. You were telling me about that bar. Yes, yes. There's um, a friend of mine who lives there who works with us. He um, recommended this bar that was not far from my hotel. And I just thought, oh, it's a, he said, like, it's a speakeasy. And I thought, oh, whatever. It's just, you know, they've made it like a speakeasy. But as soon as I walked in there, it's like, you know, like sort of in the basement. So as soon as I walked in there, I got this vibe of like, oh, this is really like, I like environment bars, but this felt like the real deal. And as it turns out, when they were just three years ago, when they were building the ballroom at this hotel, the um, William Penn Hotel. They um they knocked they were knocking down walls and they found this this speakeasy for real it was a real one it was just being used for storage and no one had been in it like knew about it for like seventy five years and they had like old old liquor bottles in there and which are on display but it was an actual I mean it's not like it was in any any way usable the way it was so it's been just restored to the style of the time but um, but yeah it was a legitimate speakeasy from the prohibition era so um, and the bartender there is named Dawn and um, she is just awesome like she gave me a free drink and she gave me a hug when I left like she's amazing so yeah I'd highly recommend uh, Speakeasy at uh, William Penn in Pittsburgh anyone listening from Pittsburgh yes so the bars are going to for you yeah it's so great and they're playing the right music too like I hate that when I'm in an environment bar and they're playing some shit that doesn't suit the environment (laughs) I don't care if the fucking bartender (laughs) is sick of this music you know this has to be right for me when I come in here for my one drink so yeah (laughs) (laughs) you tweeted something about how well David tweeted something I said about Adam Levine and you said I was really glad to read this because his his band Maroon 5 came on in the the bar I'm in right now so I'm guessing it wasn't that bar (laughs) oh no it was not that bar which bar was that um, gosh, was it in the restaurant? No, I said I was in a bar. Oh, I know. It was the bar where I was having my lunch. That's right. Yes. Yeah. That place was cool. It was also, it was called Ten Penny and had a great menu. But yeah, the music was terrible. Obviously, if I hear Maroon 5. So, yeah. So that was my uh, that was my uh, my last week. And that's uh, one of the reasons why um, the podcast has been delayed. But uh, yeah. yeah. Here we are, finally, again. So, um, so before all that happened, uh, I guess since we last recorded, but um, a co-worker of mine, one of the guys that worked in the warehouse, he um, mm-hmm. uh, he passed away. He had a, he was only fifty six, and he had a stroke, and it was, it was you know 
quite unexpected. Whoa. Um, Did you know yeah. him well at all or just kind of know He's who one he of those was. guys that just went through and like says hi to everybody all the time. He's like always uh, giving people gum. Like it's just his little gesture oh, that he would always I know. do. You've talked about him. Yes, yes. He's the guy I talked about on the show before. The guy that I was complaining about somebody leaving that paper towel on the table. <laughs> yes. And then he tried <laughs> he to blame Whopper Jr. <laughs> I didn't know because I didn't know it was him. I, I, I was talking about it and I just mentioned it in general and Whopper Jr. was just leaving and I said, who does that? And then as Whopper Jr. walked out the door, he gestured at Whopper Jr. And oh. then I just, and then and then because I believed it was Whopper Jr., I just kind of went off about how terrible it was. And then I later found out that he was the one that actually did it all the time. And he was just blaming Whopper Jr. So I actually got to That's yell at him really without, without realizing, like, I wouldn't have been that. <laughs> if I actually knew it was him that did it. So yeah. So anyway, oh, he, he he's no. the one who passed away. But um, maybe he so died. He got killed for lying. <laughs> that was just karma struck down by god um no um but he um yes it was kind of a big shock because he sort of like someone that talked to everybody all the time i feel like the last time i talked to him i was in a conversation with somebody else and he um he just like handed me a piece of gum and i just paused and said thanks and she said thanks because he gave us each piece of gum and then he left and i don't think i I spoke to him um after that so it's like everybody sort of had something because he was just that friendly guy that chit-chatted with everyone small talk always but everyone sort of you know had something nice things to say about him um but anyway so like we went to the funeral and his family was like one big cluster near the front and then everybody else was just all the employees from my work there were only like you know very few people that that um from my work that weren't there for you know not because they weren't at work you know what i mean just like they just like have various other reasons but um um yeah so but it was just kind of weird to be um and i think you may have had something like this because i think you've like worked with a lot of older people and stuff but um just being with all your co-workers in this in this in this situation where where somebody's died it's like it's not like everyone's kind of got their work face you know what i mean their way of presenting themselves and maintaining a certain you know persona and then you're in this we're in a church together and you know mourning somebody that we all knew and people are crying people are praying do you know what i mean it's just really it was really interesting to be in this sort of situation with all these people that you have this certain type of relationship with so you know so while i was you know in there sort of you know in between feeling sad and crying i was i was sort of like like observing as well just sort of taking it in you know seeing you know tough warehouse guys crying and stuff like that you know it was really it was really yeah it was really touching and you know i i I kind of liked the sense of you know community we i had with people that i don't always talk to very much you know so yeah yeah but um but you know i'm sorry he's gone but um, yeah what was his name uh, doug doug yeah so i have a coworker named doug I wonder if he's next. I sneezed on him once and he didn't talk to me for like a month. Oh, <laughs> I, I totally remember that guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You did on purpose though, didn't you? I did. Because he talked <laughs> to me so much all the time. <laughs> so horrible. Oh, sorry, oh, Doug. Oh, man. Oh, Doug. Well, anyway. Um, now, um, uh, last week I sent you texts and you were shocked at what was happening and especially because we talked about this on the podcast before <laughs> it's quite relevant but we went to a Jason Priestley book signing that's right yes 
So we lined up with baby Quincy. We were sort of like, oh, should we do this? Oh, but we have the baby. And I was like, fuck it. How can we not go to this? So, yeah, so we, yeah, so we got it together. Like last minute, our friends went ahead of us and got us a place in line. And yet we lined up for like two and a half hours and got to meet Jason Priestley and get our family photo with him, which is hilarious. He's holding Quincy. Um, it is hilarious. Yeah, and he was super nice. And it was just like, you know, nice and expect Because, you know, I, I hate Brandon Walsh. I think he's like the biggest dick. Yeah. But, um, and so I think I kind of always let that seep onto Jason Priestley. I never hated him, but it's just like, you know, that's all I know is Brandon Walsh. So it just gave me kind of a bad feeling about Jason Priestley. But he was super nice. So that all went out the window. I was like, yay, we love Jason Priestley. And he was like, he was like, took a deep breath of Quincy's head. He's like, oh, baby smell. It's like, Jason Priestley is like smelling Aww, my baby. Jason it was Priestley so, smelled yeah. Quincy's head. Yeah. And he shook Quincy's hand too. Oh, yeah. So I, this all happens like the day before I leave for Pittsburgh. So I'm like, cool, I'll read this on the plane. Oh my God. And I feel so bad to say it now because Jason Pussy <laughs> was so nice. But the book is so bad. It's so bad. It's so fucking it's bad. It's probably too nice. Like it pro- it didn't give good details, I bet. Like that sort but of I thing. I feel like, like you can't, yeah, it, it, you, I, it, that's the thing. It is, it's definitely not going to do it. doesn't want to throw anyone under the bus. And I can respect that. But I feel mm-hmm. like you could still write an interesting book. Interesting things happen that aren't necessarily dirt. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just yeah. stuff about filming and how things were done. And you know what I mean? Everything is so surfacy. So it doesn't even mm-hmm. get into details on non scandalous things do you know what I mean like yeah. the worst things he says about Shannon Doherty is Uh-oh. that uh, but before they what were you not recording no I no I'm just like anticipating the Uh-oh. Shannon Doherty thing <laughs> <laughs> sorry usually when you say that there's a recording issue <laughs> well now I'm scared let me check okay looks like it's okay <laughs> okay good good, good. Um, yes, the only thing he had to say about Shannon Doherty was that, like, right after the show got picked up, they had to go to the upfronts in in New York where they had to, like, you know, try and, you know, woo uh, advertisers. And she was all bitching because they sent a town car to pick them up instead of a limo. Oh, please. Is that? And uh, I guess he, she, Tori Spelling, and Jenny Garth all fought over a red dress at a photo shoot. But I guess this is a famous story that people knew about anyway. I didn't, but anyway. And then the other thing is that she was late all the time. Like, seriously, that's it. Like, it's so nothing. Like, I've not really, I've not left anything out about the Shenandoah dirt. So, wow. yeah. That's it's disappointing. Just, it's, it, it just kind of reads like a punch card of what he did. And then I did this, and then I did that. Oh, man, we went up. Greg asked him, he said, do you... Um, uh, do you talk about Love and Death on Long Island, which is this this movie that... Um, yeah, that I like that, that movie. Yeah, it's that. great, isn't it? It's so good. It's really weird. It's about him playing a teen idol, and this mm-hmm. old man from England uh, sees him by accident. He's never watched TV, doesn't go to movies or anything, and he accidentally stumbles into this theater and sees this stupid B-movie and falls in love with Jason Priestley yeah. so, um, and starts stalking him. So it's it's really a dark, weird movie. It's awesome. So Greg said, do you talk about love and death in Long Island in the book? And he's like, he paused, he goes, yeah, yeah, I do. So I'm reading the book and he says, uh, I stopped in Toronto on my way to uh, Nova Scotia to film Love and Death on Long Island to meet the Bare Naked Ladies. That's all he said about That's it. That's it? That's it. He said nothing else about it. I was so disappointed. Jason. So, yeah. So while I don't recommend his book, I do recommend Love and Death on Long Island, listeners. So go check it out. Steffi recommends it. I recommend it. <laughs> go get that movie. I, we've but, never talked about it before, have we? No, we never did. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that was too bad. I've, I've got 80 pages left. I don't even know if I can muster it. <laughs> It's like I hardly read. Why am I going to spend the time? Good luck with that. Yeah. 
Speaking of, I want to hear Greg Sestero's audiobook of The Disaster Artist, his audio version, because he does his Tommy Wiseau impression. <laughs> yes, well, guess what? I just ordered on Amazon what? today. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, so I ordered the CD so that, you know, we're not sort of uh, bound by format issues. So, yeah, I'll be listening to that sometime next week. Bound by format issues. Well, no, like if I bought it because I have an Android and Greg has an iPhone, like, you know, you just, I didn't want one of us to get bogged down in that shit. So I'm like, I'm definitely getting the the CD of this. So we can burn our own MP3s and enjoy our lives. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) awesome. You're a total dealer for that stuff. And madmen and yeah, you're like I'll hook you up. You just just and you're flying back. Listener Simone was flying back from Pittsburgh and she's like, I might be getting in a little late and I might not be able to upload Mad Men for you tonight. Just so you know, and I'm like, <laughs> you are so thoughtful. I wasn't expecting it at all. Thank you. <laughs> Even after I had Quincy, remember? Like I actually had gave birth on a Friday. Quincy was born on a on a yeah. He was born on the Friday. Mad Men's on Sunday, and I was in the hospital. And I don't know. I don't think I figured. I never turned the TV on the whole time, and then I figured it out. Out, and I was like, oh shit, I could have watched Mad Men. I think, I think I thought they wouldn't have AMC and it turned out they did, but I found out too late and I'm like, damn it! So of course like within like 48 hours of being home with the baby, I downloaded <laughs> and you guys were like, what? Like <laughs> not yeah. expecting me to, yeah. to have uploaded That was it. amazing. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a fan. <laughs> now, on to uh, bigger and more important things. Uh, <laughs> Finally, you saw it already. I've seen it now. The final member. The, the documentary about the penis museum. Yeah, the penis museum. Here's something <sighs> shocking just to preface this. Uh, I think just before I saw it, or was it just after I saw it, I went and had brunch with my friend on her birthday. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned the movie and she and her other friend who uh, were there, neither of them interested. I'm like, who are these people? Who are people oh. that uninterested in this even yeah. like a little bit even if like yeah, well, I don't well. know if I go out and see it but at least I'm like wow that sounds crazy I was just like I don't know my head kind of exploded a bit I, well, why don't people yeah okay so when I went <laughs> I asked Kote if she wanted to come and she's like and she said yes and you know I went and picked her up and and she either said on the way there or as I was driving her home she's like this isn't the typical kind of movie that I would be interested in but I wanted to see it through Steffi's eyes I was like, I'm going to go to this movie and, you know, see how she sees it and see what she likes about it. <laughs> I'm like, what are you wow. talking about? It's a penis museum. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's so what a sweet. Thing to say. I just don't understand not being interested in wieners. So I know, I know. Even if you're not that interested in them in general, I mean, surely this is a, a point of interest. And then even when my friend said they weren't that, that they that didn't interest them. I'm like, well, they're trying to like, there's like a contest to try and be the first human penis in the museum, and that only mildly made it more interesting. But still, no, still no. And I'm like, oh. but because I mean, I feel but, like I'll, I'd watch. I mean, like the King of Kong. Have you seen that movie? I about love the, the two, King of Kong. Exactly. Like I don't give a fuck about Donkey Kong, but I love that movie. Like it's a competition movie. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like, you know, like there's plenty of things that I'll be interested in that aren't on topics that necessarily interest me. But if a good documentary is made, it'll compel you. But yeah, yes. so this penis museum disinterest, don't get it. Do not get it. But um. Anyway, the movie was excellent. Did you think it was excellent? I loved it. I thought the photography was really beautiful. It really was. And I'm not the kind of person that comes out of a movie and says, cinematography was really great. But it was so great (laughs) that even 
boneheads like us thought, wow, that was really good cinematography. <laughs> that is saying something. I just, I just really called us boneheads. It. I should have called us boneheads. Boneheads. <laughs> oh. Boneheads like us. Well, bonehead still works, you know. It does. Oh, it was, I really liked both of the characters. They just, they, they said it so well. They played them so well against each other. Like one guy, yes. he was like, you know, a little unstable. And the other guy was super together. The Finnish one, he's like just super, or was it Icelandic? Sorry. He's, you yes. know, this professor and he's, he's cheeky about his hobby, his museum, but he was also very intelligent and sane. Yeah. And the other guy who wanted to, you know, who wanted to donate his wiener while he was still alive. They really <laughs> spent a lot of excellent time on that guy. And it yes. got to where, um, you kind of start to understand a little bit about his story and you're like oh so this is that way so I always like that when you kind of come around yeah. on somebody who you initially were like the hell is wrong with you so yeah yeah it's fascinating and um, and also the character of the other guy the Icelandic guy who was going to donate his after after <laughs> yeah. he died that was that was he was like such an interesting character as well he just his, his history and everything that he had done he was like some sort of early adventurer or something in Iceland and he had all these amazing stories but and I didn't know this until I saw this movie but um, so I guess uh, I won't go into all the details but the the owner of the museum had a requirement for a five inch penis so the, it wasn't just any human penis it had to meet yeah. the, the requirement of five inches um, because Hard, of the Icelandic though, legend. Or? Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember now. But um, anyway, and so the the old guy who was going to donate after he died was he in his like eighties or nineties? Yeah, he was and um, and I didn't know that they shrink as they get older. Did you know that? I, I didn't know that until yeah. the movie. It was very yeah, educational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his uh, <laughs> and it's like men's nose grow, but their penises shrink. I mean, how unfair is that? So. It's unfair for everybody. It's, <laughs> I loved the scene where they were trying to make a mold of the of yes! the old guy's wiener, and they screwed that. it up so bad. And it that was, was so like one of the best pieces of cinema I've ever seen. <laughs> I just amazing. loved how mad he was. Like, of course he's mad, but I know, <sighs> I know. Anyway, so we're not going to say how it ends and who wins the contest, but um, it's a fantastic film, and I highly recommend it. It's a great length, and um, <laughs> get it. Yes. Well, that reminds me. I have to confess this. I was going to say it in the in the chat today that we were having with listener Jonathan, but then I um, uh, um, I thought I'll just say it now. But you know, when I send you the 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 information, like to update the 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 files so that the podcast is available on iTunes and everything, you know how I put size and length. I snicker into I I. It's funny in my mind every time I type size length, and I wonder if you feel the same way. Yes. <laughs> how many episodes has this been going? We've not discussed. One hundred and seven. One hundred and seven. And yeah, and and it's always funny in my mind. I'm typing size and length of the episode. Funny in my mind. <laughs> Dongtacular <gasps> vernacular there. It is. Um, speaking of documentaries, I saw one today that was so good. Okay, it was uh-huh. tall, hot, blonde, all one word, and the tall part is spelled T A L H O T B L O N D. And so it's a documentary, you know, totally true about someone who, you know, this 18 year old girl who fell in love with a 45 year old man posing as an 18 year old guy, and things got very complicated. <sighs> And then they turn deadly. So that's not a spoiler because it says that on the DVD cover. But I got it from the library. It's not. It's not on 
I didn't check to see if it's on Netflix actually, but anyway, it was uh-huh. so good. So recommend. Wow, that sounds yeah. great. We're actually thinking about ditching Netflix and um, and getting uh, Amazon Prime because then we get two, free two-day yeah. shipping on everything as well. But oh. I have to, like, I'm very concerned about access to things, and I definitely still want to have the Netflix disc because there's so many things that aren't streaming right. that you can get on disc. So yeah, we're in the middle of this conundrum. But that's another thing. It's like I'll look that up, and if they have that on Amazon Prime, I'll be like, hmm, maybe I'll get that. So mm. we'll see. Yeah, tell me how that works out. I will. I will. We're still undecided. Well, the orange, the new orange is the new black season starts uh, oh, in a yeah. few weeks. So I, I, I'm definitely not getting rid of Netflix until I'm done watching that. So, oh, I didn't and know I was, you were you were into that still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Still no. Okay. Yeah, I think we talked about it, and I was like, I was like taking it slowly, and then towards yeah. the end, I was like, boom, 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 boom. I just like totally loved it. Like, I'm totally cool. awesome by the end. So yeah, it definitely gets better. I liked it all along, but it gets totally great so i'm excited mm. about that um now last time we talked about um imaginary authors uh, fragrances and i totally forgot to talk about this <laughs> one fragrance that i extra love and i'm reading this only because i think you'll love the description so much and this is the one mm. i got for greg um <laughs> this one's called the cobra and the canary uh, and so this is this is this is the this is the, the the synopsis of the fake book that inspires this fragrance when a tip from a clairvoyant leads 23-year-old Neil Orris to a rural Connecticut barn housing his deceased father's secret obsession, a pristine 1964 Shelby Cobra Roadster, it is the getaway ticket he was desperately searching for. After liberating his best friend Ike from his dead-end job on the family farm, the two hit the open highway. Aiming for the, for the Palm Springs racetracks, their journey is a blur of seedy motels, cool swimming pools, hot debutantes, cocktails, and cigarette smoke. <laughs> How could you not wear that cologne? I know. Each stop finds the friends inventing new pseudonyms and personas for themselves, their innocent game hurtling into the depths of decadence and desolation. Oh my god. Isn't that great? And then it says when to wear hot, hazy weekdays when you can put your life on hold and enjoy a simple luxury like a fast drive in the country. And then the and then the notes on it are lemon, orris, tobacco, flowers, leather, hay fields, and asphalt. Oh, my God, I'm so in love with this company. I know. <laughs> They're it's amazing. So I know, I know. I mean, They're just a national treasure. They really are. So just I'll send you a sample. I know, the writing alone. <laughs> but that fragrance, I mean, I love that fragrance. Like, it really uh, has that tobacco and asphalt um, scent. So, And this other one, Bull's Blood, I tested it the other day before I was going to go Bull's to work. Blood. And I thought, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to want to wear this. I want to smell it on me. But I'm about to have a shower, so I'll put it on and see how it smells. And then I'll can wash it off. And I put it on, and it smells like whiskey. So I was oh. like, oh, shit. So I was like, I can't go to work smelling like I just left That's the bar. That's kind of so, awesome. Yeah, but then I washed it off, and it didn't like fully come off, even though I was like scrubbing the areas with soap, like my oh, my, no. my chest and my and my and my um, my wrists. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, but, I, but then I talked about it to my coworkers and explained. <laughs> explained. Yeah. Like, sure. But, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to plug them again, Imaginary Authors, because I think they're so awesome. But I'll send you a sample of sp- some spritzes in the mail Aww. so you can smell. That's so nice. So, yeah, because I have, I have most of them. I'm missing a few. So, um, yeah, just wanted to mention that again, because that one really excites me. On Greg, I have Greg wear that, and I wear the, the soft lawn. So, soft lawn! Such a good name. Lawn. Now, it's <sighs> been a while, and it's actually, it's been about three or four months since I've actually had any, but it's time for another edition of Taco Bell News. Think outside the bun. 
Okay, so um, I didn't have I, I didn't have so much, but um, uh, listener and friend Emily uh, sent me um, uh, a picture of a Taco Bell sauce packet that seems to be um, advocating rape or some kind of um, <gasps> sexual uh, <laughs> compromise. Uh, it says, "Why say no when you can say yes?" Oh, I really hope they get in trouble for that just because that would be really funny. <laughs> I know. I don't know if that's how this this came about, but I only had this without without comment. So, <laughs> so I was free to draw my own wrongness from it. I know. I've seen that one. I just never thought about it. That what's wrong with me that I didn't think about it in a wrong way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm losing my touch. So thank you, Emily, for that. Um, yeah. and, and then aside from that, there was a um, uh, some ac- some actual Taco Bell news. That was more of a Taco Bell thing. Um, <laughs> it's not yeah. news; it's a thing. <laughs> Um, But I guess there's a Florida State representative named Dane Eagle. And saying from the previous thing, every time he's listed, it says, you know, how it says R or D for Republican or Democrat. Or it says R dash Cape Coral. But I just keep seeing it as Rape Coral because it's R dash Cape Coral. So... (laughs) Um, anyways, so Senator Dane Eagle from Rape Coral was um, uh, trying to, he was trying to introduce legislation that would hold lawmakers and elected officials and judges and school board members to a higher standard and saying that they should all be drug tested. And part of that legislation is that any anyone who refuses the testing that should be forced to resign. Okay, well... Wow. I guess uh, that only counts unless you are him and you are drunk driving and out of a Taco Bell and get oh. stopped by police and then like mount a curb and like do all the swerving and weird shit and then they tried to get him to submit to a to a uh, alcohol breath test and he wouldn't do it. So <laughs> and of course he hasn't uh, resigned. So sorry, listener, whoever sent that to me. I'm demented and I put it down and I know somebody gave it to me and I can't remember who gave it because it's been so long since I put it in the document that I don't remember. Oh, so I, okay. Thank you, listener. I'm sorry. I, sorry I can't credit you for giving me that. Um, but, uh, ben Parsons emailed me a picture of a ta- of you know a page of bad tattoos and one of them was a guy's lower back with the Taco Bell logo just this <gasps> with the sign and the words Taco Bell on his lower back. No. So, dongtini.com will put it there. But Excellent. I appreciate getting that sort of thing. Yes, definitely. Um, I have my own Taco Bell news. It's about Yay! the mystery ingredients in their meat, where yes. I didn't know that this happened. Um, and Well, I just remember them saying it's not all high-grade meat. And so yeah. I was thinking, well, of course not. It's like grade D, right? <laughs> like, even, even I love meat, and even I won't eat Taco Bell meat. And that is saying so much. So anyway, yeah. um, this is what she I found. She has low standards. In- <laughs> really low standards and even (laughs) I will not eat Taco Bell meat. So um, I found the story that said in 2011 Taco Bell said in response to a lawsuit that its taco filling is made up of 88% beef leaving us to wonder what's the other 12%. So their website now states and I thought this was really funny because it just seemed really defensive. It goes they are common ingredients found in grocery stores. Each ingredient makes your seasoned beef taste great, and they capitalize both seasoned and beef, which makes <laughs> it seem even more fake. It says oats and sodium phosphates help make sure the texture is right. It's like, wait, you put oats and phosphates, whatever that is in there. And this Taco Bell spokesman, he goes, this is on the page, we believe it's important that consumers make informed decisions about what they eat. <laughs> 
like, don't wrap things up with that. After you've just said that you only have 88% beef in your seasoned meat. Capitalized, so. Anyway, I just found that a little bit slippery and PR-coded. And totally. The moral of the story is don't eat meat at Taco Bell. Eat Taco yeah. Bell, but, you know, don't yeah. eat their meat. Yeah, it's funny actually. I've been running out of lunch options today. I had a burger and uh, a veggie burger, and actually, it was I think there's a place I had a burger with the last time I saw David, but um, oh. in Burbank, yeah, near my work. And so I had uh, I had burger and fries and a coke. And uh, I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm like, because I've run out of all my like lunch options, you know. And I realized that since I stopped going to Taco Bell about three or four months ago, I'm like a bit short. And I was, as I was driving to the burger place, which is not as convenient or close to my work, I was like. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm going to go back soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just too easy, and I like it. And so I think, yeah. that, you know, yeah. Don't it was just that one it. time. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, um, I'm just going to pause and um, save just one second. Here's Steffi's half of this off-the-record conversation while Simone pauses her recording. What if you go out on, I can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> I love that song. I need to download that. <laughs> I love it. It is it is a monster ballad. It's like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the Mr. Big song. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh. Whoa, you smile. I can face the world. Whoa. You know, I can do anything. I had that single. Oh, they didn't because I had that cause single because it made me think <laughs> of Brent Dav- Brent Davenport, who I had a big crush on, the one who got really not attractive later in life. <laughs> but he had the best smile. He'd only smile with like half of his mouth and it melted me. So uh-huh. I know that kind of smile. Ugh. Michael J. Fox used to do that. I loved it. And then I tried to oh, do it. He did. And I used to try and do and then I tried to do it in my uh, in my year eight photo. You can see it. I I think one of my friends has it up on Facebook. I'm gonna find the picture of my Michael J. Fox half oh, smile. It doesn't look very good on me because it's not natural. Oh, you're right. That's so cute. <sighs> okay. What now? Um, what now? Um, okay. So we have a call from listener Zane in Texas. Hello, this is Shane here, and I'm calling to tell you about something that happened this morning, but first I'd like to preface it by saying my whole family on both sides are Jehovah's Witnesses, and you probably, maybe, possibly know a few of the weird things Jehovah's Witnesses do, like they don't celebrate holidays, but they go out door to door, similar in the the Mormons spread the gospel. But one thing that a lot of people don't know about Jehovah's Witnesses is they believe in demons, and they believe that demons are active in the modern world, unlike God, who they believe quit performing miracles long ago. But whenever I was a child, I was always just petrified that there would be some demon that would come randomly into my life and just fuck everything up. This morning, before I went to work, my mom walked into my room and asked, she says, I found, I found that book, and that book that I was reading was 
the exes this movie is based on. And she goes, in her voice, it's like she's like audibly shaking in her voice. She goes, I put the book outside. You can keep it in your car, but I do not want that in my house. And she said something like, we've got enough problems in this house without that demonic crap being in here. So yeah, my mom thinks that demons are going to leap out of the book and cause problems in her life, apparently. Um, yeah, I know you guys talk about wacky Christians all the time, so I thought maybe you'd enjoy that story. And by the way, there's no problems in my house. I don't know why I said that. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's it. Bye, thanks. So thank you, Zane. Thank you so much for that call. That was crazy. Um, yeah. Are you used to any stuff like that, Stephanie, with the yes. fear of demons? <laughs> I totally am. Yeah. Wow. 100%. Yeah, it's pretty, I'm not, I can't say that I'm, I'm used to that sort of thing. My grandma mentioned some stuff like that, but it was very vague. And I only remember talking about it once. Um, huh. Something about charms, she was saying. Yeah, somebody, oh. somebody doing charms and it's in the Bible. I just, it was the only time I heard of it. It sounded crazy to me, uh, even yeah. when I believed in that because I hadn't heard of it before. It sounded a bit much, a bit too removed from my reality, <laughs> so I wasn't yeah. quite buying it. Um, but after we got this call, I texted Zane and said, thank you so much, that's awesome, we'll put it in the next episode. And then I said, and then uh, he wrote back and said that he forgot to mention that the book that his mother put outside, it was a first edition and she put it on the <gasps> wet ground. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, so horrible! Have you seen that movie? I actually the first time I saw it was in the theater when they reissued it, uh, like around two thousand. Me too. Two two thousand three. Yeah, I'd never seen it before, so I saw it in the theater then. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's when I saw it. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Anyway, thank you, Zane. And yeah, listener, we haven't had many. Uh, we haven't been putting out the call for calls to the dong line, but uh, we kind of say in the closing, but everyone's ready to sh- shut up shop by then. So um, oh, yeah, three two three three zero one dong. Go on. Dong is a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So now. I have no idea um, who this person is. Who are you going to tell us about now? Okay. There is this local musician, and he is like the Tommy Wizzo of local music. Oh, yes. And I know that there so many of these exist, but he's my favorite. And so um, his name is Rod Dans, and Damien Gerardo had a CD of his that he that I won in a white elephant gift contest like 10 years ago. And I'm like, who is this guy? And he's like, it's some local musician I just found at a tower. This is when tower was still open. <laughs> and so I was listening to it and this guy, all he does is covers over like a karaoke machine and he's convinced <gasps> that his voice has powers that heal animals and organic matter. And but he's a math professor at the UW. And so just think about all these factors combined. Like this man who's like, you know, I think he's on the the autism spectrum uh, to some degree, you know, singing with this baritone voice. And so he does all these covers and, oh, I was in heaven. I would just listen to it in seriousness. And Dave was like, will you turn that off? Because he's saying stuff like, like, okay, he's saying abracadabra and that Steve Miller song. And this is like my favorite line. He goes, black panties with an angel face like that. (laughs) So he would try to get jazzy and like, you know, oh, wait, that was. Was that abracadabra? Anyway, he goes, abracadabra. Like, that's just how he would deliver the line. And he was all wow. over the place and trying to be really avant-garde with the singing. And so um, 
I, the only music of his I can find now is on MySpace, actually. Wow. <laughs> That's still up, and there were like four songs of his up, so. What about the CD that you had? I can't find it. <gasps> it was it was so good. It had his poetry on the inside, and he rhymed moon with moon. And oh. he had pictures taken of himself holding roses by the Pike Place Market. <laughs> and, oh. and he, like, held a rose up next to his face and smiled real big. <laughs> the rose was, like, right on his cheek. It was so great, and I'm so sad I can't find that anymore. Do you not even have a single MP3 that we can put as your closing song? Because surely oh. that has to be your closing song today. I know. Well, I will look on MySpace. I've, like, searched. I've combed. So, I mean, I can still keep looking, but I don't know yes. how you can download the MySpace stuff, but we can figure something out. So, okay. so it's Rod Dan's people. R-O-D-D-A-N-Z. Like Danza right. without an A. Yes. <laughs> and I just had a cake where I thought, oh, I could I could screen cap the song. Oh! <laughs> and use it as my ending song. You just had that cake just now? Yes. That's so great! <laughs> Because the next thing on the document is two more cakes. Yes. Yes. Um, So my cake I had the other day, and I put it on the document to discuss with Simone. I'm not sure if it's a cake, and I'm starting to think it wasn't. But the Uh, other day... uh, Well, the one you just had about screen capping, that was a cake. That was a cake. You're failing. Yes. This one is not. Good. Uh, I'm so glad I'm getting a handle on this concept. But um, (laughs) the other day, usually, okay, when I type, I'm like thinking, I'll write things like, as I'm typing this, blah, 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 you know, which is a take on, as I write this, I am, you know, when people used to say, as I write this, because they're actually writing by hand. So I was writing by hand the other day, and I wrote, or almost wrote, as I type this, (laughs) while I was handwriting. So Mm. is that a cake, or is that just, like, not quite misplaced logic? Um, it's not quite. It's okay. it's got cake elements. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> cake elements. Yeah. Okay. It seems like it's more of a mistake than like total conf- than the totally warped uh, logic that usually is a cake. So yes. yes. Yeah. So yeah, it seemed more like a mistake, but uh, it's it, it, I won't totally. It's not totally not a cake. So right. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 I'll get I'll give you a final verdict on that. Um, <laughs> well, my cake, my cake was that I um, answered the phone at work yesterday, and um, and it was like the first call, so I hadn't really talked very much, and I guess I was a little phlegmy in the throat, and so uh, I was started to speak. The first word I came out was like, and I thought, oh, we must have a bad connection. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a gig where I like totally thought this is the explanation for what just happened. <laughs> oh, so good. Love it. <sighs> um, now, one, what I wanted to talk about um, at 40 minutes, we're going to get kind of deep. <laughs> um well, not necessarily deep, it's still be fun and lighthearted, but um, I can't remember what I was doing. I was writing something and the word utilize came up. And then I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if, if, if Stephanie's changed her mind about the word utilize, because I was using the word utilize and I thought, no, this is the right word. This isn't the same as use. It's relevant. It has more punch than the word use. And I felt like I explained that position when we last talked about on the show and, and you seem to be taking it in. And I just wanted to check in with you about that and just change in general but had you changed your mind had you reconsidered your position on the word utilize since that conversation well, 
I think that I've clarified my position on it because I was trying to, you know, since we've had this, I'm trying to figure out what it is exactly that I really don't like about it. Yeah. And, um, and and I've said before that I don't like the word utilize, and I think people should just say use. But in thinking about it, I realize that there are differences between yes. use and utilize. But what I realize what I don't like about utilize is that it sounds pretentious. Right. Right. Yeah. So is it that you feel that people are saying utilize when they could just say use, rather mm-hmm. than that the word utilize doesn't have its own uh, purpose? Yeah, I think it has its own purpose, but there's something about about being too technical that that isn't <laughs> my thing. It's kind of like, uh, okay, yeah. fine, you know. So um, I think that's my only thing with it. But I could be convinced otherwise. I, right, I right. Don't know. I just feel like it has like that extra punch that you could be using it. You know, you could. Um, you could be utilizing you know, you, you, you could dig this hole with uh, with a spoon, or you could utilize the the <laughs> the the the, the, the uh, shovel that's right yeah. there. You know, so it's sort of like, and that's a very sort of simple explanation. But I feel like there's things where you're really talking about making use of something that's very specific and specifically helpful rather than just using which is just very basic tool use i feel right yeah so that's no, why i feel good. the difference is but um but yeah but that you know that 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 incident aside it just made me because sometimes you know people have it set in their mind that this word is bad or that thing is bad about everything from all levels mm-hmm. of things to words to jesus so um <laughs> yeah so then i just thought we should talk in general about things that we had changed our minds about so yeah. because i think if anyone doesn't find that they change their mind about anything i'm just going to tell you right now you are totally wrong about something <laughs> in fact you're going to totally be wrong about many things because if you are never if you never change your mind about something that means in your mind you must think you're right about everything and that's just not possible so if you never change your mind you've got some some explaining to do to yourself (laughs) (laughs) or at least not to me because i don't want to talk to you if you think that you're right about everything (laughs) yeah seriously seriously so yeah mind changing is really important for just growth and growth as a person you know so um so some of the things i've changed my mind about are um uh i used to really hate bjork and like i just thought yeah. she was like the worst thing like i thought she sucks and like you know i just anytime she came on the screen i just wanted to like yes. kill her and then um and then uh faith no more i guess programming the show rage in australia this uh, video show and um and roddy picked a sugar cube song birthday and i don't know i just saw it and i was just like oh this is great and I like mm-hmm. totally did a 180 and I became completely mm. obsessed and in love with Bjork so there's that musically which isn't a big one but even bigger is that I used to hate Supergrass I mean I hated Supergrass I just <laughs> they also made my I just hated Britpop I was just anti-everything but when Jarvis Cocker um, did that thing where he ran up on stage at the Brit Awards and like rushed Michael Jackson um, to like take him down because he was acting all Christ-like I just kind of was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I think I, I, I think I had that in me to, to let that soften me on him. So oh. um, to soften on him and then just sort of, okay, because I, I hated him and I hated, as I said, all Britpop, but that softened me on that. And then, you know, the Supergrass thing I got over, obviously in the ex- same <laughs> extreme opposite direction. Did I ever tell you that I, I said to Gag, Gaz that I used to hate Supergrass? He's like, oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> I was like, I clearly, told I've, me that. I was like, clearly I've made up for Oh, that's funny. I was like, it's just that I hated the whole Britpop thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, don't tell me that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, 
yeah, so there's that. And then, of course, there's, there's, there's Jesus, which I totally believed in, like, completely. Uh. Just, you know, and then I just sort of, you know, my mind was open. I'm not saying that, oh, if you don't change your mind about Jesus, then you're wrong about everything. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying this is something I changed my mind about. So, but yeah, I was totally totally down with it not in any serious way but I accepted that as the truth and then I just mm-hmm. changed my mind about that so I think those are some some major things that I changed my mind about yeah <laughs> things that have had big big uh, impacts on my life um and uh, what are some things that you've changed your mind about well yeah I was thinking about this and the first thing that came to mind was that I grew up with Republican parents you know uh-huh. and, and I just accepted that as yeah okay and you know and I would ask them I'm like why are the Democrats bad and they're like well they don't think that people should work for their money and I'm like oh yeah that's bad you know yeah yeah <laughs> and they want to kill babies I'm like that's awful to kill babies and now I'm kind of like you know I, I had to yeah. work in an ER and look at the gun laws and look at the way money was being spent and look at the people in poverty and look at you know <laughs> I'll read all these you know <laughs> miscarriage and in abortion cases I don't know I just like seeing it up close I really completely changed my tune so right. that was that was interesting I think um I used to think I would never go to therapy. I oh, used to, really? you know, kind of say things like, "Oh, I don't believe in therapy. Like, why would you need to pay someone to be your friend?" You know. Wow. And then, what do you know? I'm having a nervous breakdown and kicking a hole in the wall, and and I'm like, I need professional help, <laughs> and so there I am, yeah. going to therapy and loving it, and big changes in my life. So that was really good. Yeah. And um, um, like antidepressants, I used to think that you know only weak people would need that, and that was a crutch, and you know. Then the earthquake hit in 2001, and I had a full, you know, started having panic attacks. And then, right. what do you know? These anti-anxiety and anti-depression meds really helped me. Yeah. So that happened. Um, um, Catholic stuff I used to be weirded out by um, until just like a couple years ago. Like whenever you know, I didn't grow up going to Catholics in Catholic churches at all. And the evangelical slant is that Catholics are are bad. Like my right. coworker Sherry's evangelical dad would he said. If you're going to be an atheist, that's fine, but just don't be a Catholic. Like, wow. like that's how bad it is. Yes. So, I had no um, idea. Yes. That, and I'm like, you know what? That's really on par with what my parents would have said. So um, I've been going to this Catholic church a lot just because I think it's really beautiful. Like after work, yeah. I'll just, I'll go in, I'll go in. And it's kind of like a way to reset after my, my day of crap that I had to read at work and, um, you know, they burn the incense and it's just really peaceful and, and you get the chills when you walk in. So there's something there that, that I think has, has some value or, you know, is interesting to me. Yeah. Um, but before it just, I mean, you know, the icons of the saints like that. I mean, that's creepy. You know, like oh, you yeah. told me about the nuns, the paintings of nuns or portraits of nuns you had to walk by at school yeah, or something yeah. like that. And yeah, I, the it's camp, the same thing. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, that's the scariest thing ever. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> now it's still scary, but kind of in a good way. You're like, ooh, this is fun. Um, and then there's L.A. Remember how when I oh, met yes. you <laughs> and found out you're from L.A.? I, I think I confessed to you later that I wasn't sure I wanted to be your friend because you lived in L.A. and you liked it. Yes. You aren't going to hold just my living here against me, but living here and liking it. Well, yeah. I know about that kind of person. So. <laughs> so like I, we kept going down to LA though and each time I'd see more and more and then I remember a couple of years ago we're driving around and I'm like I love LA and you're like yes. what did you just say <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's exciting to change your mind, and I like and I like embracing it too. You know, and yeah. and you know, it's 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 a nice feeling. Like I, it makes me feel good. Like it's a little jarring at first when you have to sort of step over something. You would sort of, especially if you're as vocal about things as I am. It's like you know, it's mm-hmm. like oh shit, I have to. Reassess. I know. <laughs> yeah, but um, another smaller thing that I changed my mind on was the Oxford comma. So oh. yeah, because uh, the Oxford comma listener is when so you're listing something so and here's, a, here's a common example that's used I'd like to thank my parents George W. Bush and Oprah so if you put uh, <laughs> people people won't put the comma before the end right mm-hmm. but the Oxford comma is when you put it after each 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 item but if you don't in that sentence you've said I'd like to thank my parents comma George W. Bush and Oprah it sounds like George W. Bush and Oprah are your parents you mm-hmm. see, whereas if you put, mm-hmm. I like to thank my parents, comma George W. Bush, comma and Oprah. It's like three separate items. So that's what the Oxford comma is. And when I first right. saw it, I was like, no, fuck that, you don't need that, rah, 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 because it was just sort of what I already did. And then mm-hmm. I saw the examples and I read about it. I was like, yep, that's it. I'm it. And so I'm just totally, I'm all in now with Oxford comma. It's like I don't like this right away, but this is, I uh-huh. think this is correct, and so I'm all in on the Oxford comma when I list anything. I always ah. use it. Yeah, but it, there was there was some defeat. But it was funny because my friend um, Heather is the one who uh, first sort of alerted me to it and was explaining it to me. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so I, I agreed to it. And then there was something else came up and I said, I'll agree to this, but you have to agree with me about, you have to see the truth about Jeopardy because she didn't want to admit that Jeopardy was a bad <laughs> premise. Because I think Jeopardy <laughs> is a, such a bullshit premise that everyone's kind of... Like, I wrote a blog dissing Jeopardy, and everybody uh-huh. fucking jumped on me. Like, all these people are yeah. just sort of... I had like people 70, love Jeopardy. Yeah, they didn't want to hear the truth. It's like, you can still enjoy Jeopardy. I enjoy answering questions. I love a quiz show. But don't deny that the whole <laughs> format is bullshit. Because the answer to who is the Beatles isn't broke up in 1970, you know, after such a... That's not the answer to who are the Beatles. Like, that is not it. And it makes me so angry that nobody wants to admit this simple fact. I'm not saying you can't watch the show because of this. I'm just saying admit that this is not a proper question and a proper answer. So anyway, so she was one of the dissenters on my blog about that. And so something else came up and I was like, all right, I'll do this. But you have to see the light about this. And she agreed. So I don't know if she was just saying that. Yeah, I was amazed people are so sensitive about that. They are. <laughs> and you know what? Like er- Jeopardy is so beloved even though Alex Trebek is the host and he is like the smuggest asshole on TV. Yeah. One of them. I just don't understand. Like he like he gives the answer as if he knew the knew the answer all along, you know? Yeah, like, he does. I'm sorry. He totally does. It was Parliament. Yeah. Parliament. Yes, totally. He totally gives him. it like that. So Actually, comfortable. My, f- my friend is going to be on uh, the episode that's on Monday. What? Yeah, I have a friend on Jeopardy on Monday. On Monday that's really cool. Yeah, her name is also Simone. So what? Yes. Plot <laughs> it sounds like I'm making all of this up, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It just gets better and better. <laughs> cool. All right, so there you go, listener. Uh, I'm glad we shared things that we've changed our mind about. I think we should like re- revisit that anytime we think of something. I know, else, it's I think fun. it's a good thing to, uh, to to discuss and unpack. Yeah, so, uh, I really like changing my mind. It's like a fun surprise. It's like an adventure. It is. It is. It's like just yeah, resetting something about yourself. It's like getting into a new style or something. So, yeah. Uh, Discovering new things. Yes. New frontiers. 
Okay, so um, I guess uh, the last thing I want to talk about today is uh, is jimboree. So, did you ever take your kids to any kind of? I mean, you have to start getting into activities and stuff when you have yeah. kids. But so, because our apartment is small and we haven't fully baby-proofed it, we feel like you know we want Quincy to be getting more exercise and stuff than we feel like he can get in our apartment. You know, so um, so we take him to this jimboree class, and um, yeah, there are all these fucking songs <laughs> you know like to get the kids to do stuff and they're all they like songs about fucking to get the kids to do stuff yes they have songs about oh my not god appropriate. I, I don't it, it, isn't it okay maybe i'll, I'll look into the <laughs> curriculum a bit closer no i don't want to judge keep going i'm sorry i'll have an open mind maybe um, i'll change my mind maybe you'll change your mind are you about, sure uh, maybe about, i'll change about my these mind fucking activities at jimmery <laughs> um so they have these girls. So they, they seem to be like girls probably in college age and they lead the class and they sing these these songs. But like one of them, like these, you know, these people that audition for American Idol and they've got that voice where probably all their friends like, oh, my God, you've got such an amazing voice. You should like totally be American Idol. Oh like my. they have that voice, but, you know, they sing and then, you know, it's kind of clear and and okay in a way but it's also really horrible in another way and so this one mm-hmm. girl like sings like this so um like um <laughs> this is one of the songs that she sings and it's so just it's the it's not even the song as much as the way that she sings it but um so there's this air log it's like this large log filled with air so that the baby's learning to walk and like sort of like <laughs> an air log <laughs> an air log a large yes. log filled with air that just sounds funny i'm sorry okay go ahead. <laughs> so the babies are supposed to like stand and have, have their hands on it as it rolls and then they can like use a support so it's moving and they can walk so this song is <laughs> push and walk Push and walk. That's what makes the airlock go. Push and walk. Push and walk. That's what makes the airlock go. It is so gross because of that voice. Sing it at home like that, and Greg gets that so just horrified. Like that Rin and Stimpy song. It's like it's log, it's log. It's better than bad. It's good. <laughs> I don't know it. I don't know. You don't know Stimpy. the log song from Rin and Stimpy. No, no, but I never we watched have to it. do the clip because it's just like this song. Oh wow! <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh god! But all the songs are kind of stupid, and in that voice, like clean up, clean up, clean up. everybody <sighs> everywhere, clean up. Clean up, everybody do your share. Uh, and then there's this bubble song. Bubbles for Quincy, bubbles for Quincy, bubbles for Amelia, bubbles for Amelia, bubbles for Toby, bubbles for Toby, bubbles for Jane, bubbles for Jane. It's so gross. And Greg said something, we were talking about it, and Greg was like, you know, the certain types of men like easily like oh that's a creepy guy that's a creepy guy he's like why isn't a woman that like talks in that voice like that's a creepy woman that's a creepy woman i'm like you're oh, right this is so no identifiers for creepy women but i think that is an identifier for a creepy woman women that talk in that voice 
I can't so, say how much I love that the, the children of Neil Hamburger and Tim Heidecker are, are ingesting this sort of music. Oh, no, no. And I, I want to no, see no, their dads no, riff Amelia, on it. Amelia Heidecker doesn't, isn't, isn't, isn't in the class. I picked that name because oh, there wasn't Amelia okay. in our class, but not, not, uh, not Amelia Heidecker. So, um, oh. yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah. It's pretty horrifying, but yeah. So we're more. Into, it's funny because Quincy's like doesn't seem to be into the class activities as much, and so even though like we want him to be, we're kind of like that's our boy. That's our boy. <laughs> they they get smart. Like Judah had very good taste in television, if I do say so. Like even still, I know I know I have questionable taste, but like I guess what I mean is is they know they know when programming is pandering to them, right, and they're right. like screw that. And and so yeah, you'll notice that Quincy will do that too. It's kind of cool. So, yeah. Oh. Anyway, so that's my life is going to Jim <laughs> hearing those songs. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I just wish I could sing Greg's face. I'm just picturing it. Just his his. Oh, this is horrible face. Oh. Yeah, well, it's funny because I I took Quincy the first time and then like I said okay, so I think it's really good because there's good activities for him to do, but you have to know like there are these songs and they're really awful. <laughs> there's open playtime where you can go and it's just like the kids can just play on the equipment so i think we're getting more into just that because how much is it it's like it's 78 dollars like... a month and that's four classes and you can go to the open gym as much as you want so okay we try to go twice a week so one class and one open gym so like that's eight, good eight a month for 78 bucks so yeah but anyway so that's that i just wanted to share that that horror of parenting wow <laughs> that was major and i'm like i can feel like my stomach muscles are going to be a little bit sore because i was I was convulsing quite a bit. At that. that was really good. <laughs> I'm glad you so, enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all physically spent. So I think it's about time to wrap things up. And sure um, we're, we're getting, getting in close to the hour. We're in Grapes of Rad territory now. So we're very yes. sorry about that, listener. And <laughs> um, <laughs> please, if you're going to buy anything, then click through donktini.com first. There's an Amazon thing. So we get a kickback and we can keep bringing you all this excellence on the airwaves. And um, remember to call the dong line. It's 323-301-DONG. Dong is in wiener. So, yeah, call and talk to us because we really like that. And I think that's it. So until next time, bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. 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 Bye.